Welcome. You're tuning in to Calligraphy Unscripted. I'm Christy Tony, a calligraphy expert with 16 years of experience. And in this podcast, you can expect storytelling, actionable tips, and mindset hacks to help you along in this discipline. So let's just jump right in and ink up. Okay, welcome to or welcome back to the Calligraphy Unscripted podcast. So I took an unscheduled break in January because of a deep cleaning of my studio that turned into a major deep clean and decluttering of my entire home. Now, I also ended up bagging three projects in January, which I'm sorry for a social calligrapher that is unprecedented. It was just like I launched out of 2024 like a cannon, which was unbelievable. February is much quieter. I'm at the end of my deep clean, and I'm so excited to have free days to batch content. So obviously very high on the list was resetting this podcast, which I hope you weren't worried. It's not going anywhere. And I must say, this is my first time going live on TikTok, my favorite platform to actually record the podcast. So thank you guys for joining. You are witnessing history. (laughs) I'm not sure how important of a historical period this is, but it's important to me. So I am doing this podcast all about cleaning up and really doing a deep cleaning of your studio. Social calligraphers, hobbyist calligraphers, any kind of calligrapher or hand letterer or any kind of artist, what happens is we end up having so many supplies, so many materials, you almost can't even think because there are so many things in your way. So I decided last year, maybe closer to the end of December, that I was really going to not just push clutter from one end of the room to the other, but I was actually going to start to throw things away. And I mean, really examine it and really make a decision. There was a declutterer on TikTok that said that hoarding and just having a bunch of stuff, Basically, what it is, is those are delayed decisions. Those are decisions that we are not making. And I am so guilty. I was just like, oh my God, that is me. Everything is, oh, you know, do it later. I can do it. No, 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 no. Has to be done. Has to be done. So I I did things that, that really surprised me. So, and I also had to write this down because I'm a rambler. I love to gab. So I have to write everything down. The thing I want to talk about is the power of letting go. Now, it is so important to throw away hard to part with items. When I did a cleaning a while ago, a mantra that I stuck to was, if you can drive less than 20 miles and pay less than $20 for whatever it is that is keeping you from throwing this item away, then you should go ahead and purge it, right? There are a lot of items that are in another category, okay? So you can't really use this rule on everything. Now, it's not about junk. It may be about something that you just really don't want to see tossed in the garbage. But I think that you need to start to look at how it's being utilized. What are you doing with this item? Seriously, what are you doing with it? How many times has it come up in a cleaning effort and you put it to the side? There has to be a number there that you say, well, you know what? This is too many times. I'm going to go ahead and hold my breath, hold my nose, close my eyes, and I'm going to toss it. 
if it's something that is sentimental to you, are you even able to display it in a way that's meaningful so you can look at it? A lot of the stuff is buried. So what you have a sentimental attachment to something that's in a box? You don't even see it. What do you need it for? Oh, it's 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 maddening. And if you guys don't have this type of clutter and this is not relatable, good for you. I'm telling you, you don't want to go here. It is a very sad place to be. And there is a lot of work that you have to do to dig yourself out of these this, this situation. Now, you're going to have to figure out what to do with items that you're not able to display, but you have a sentimental attachment to. Now, because you're not going to fully clean up unless you're able to meaningfully declutter. Now, with decluttering, you have to think about donations. You have to think about what is actual trash. And seriously, if you can't, if you really can't see yourself getting rid of it, you at least have to remove it from the studio. Put it in the basement, put it in the attic, deal with it later, but it cannot become a part of your workspace. It just can't. The next thing I want to talk about is strategic organization for creativity. Now, this is something that sounds, it's going to sound very strange. I finally gotten everything, and I mean everything that I want to put my hands on or I need to put my hands on as far as the creative process goes, workflow, all of that. I have it at my fingertips. Now, I am able to simply reach and pick the thing up. You know, I don't have to get up to go do it. I don't have to do any of that. I can just reach for it. And I know that sounds insane. But what happens is in a lot of creative spaces, there are multiple tables, there are multiple shelves, there are multiple places where things are, and it can be frustrating and it, it can interrupt your creative process if you have to get up and go grab something. And it depending on the state of your studio, maybe you've been putting stuff on the floor, you've been working, it's not even easy to get up and it's not good for the creative process. So that was something that I specifically wanted to focus on. Before is I would continue to clean the studio and then I would start working, but then nothing would make sense. And my tables, everything just ended up stacked with papers, stacked with sketchbooks, stacked with markers, supplies, or whatever I was using to draw with, or even if I was practicing calligraphy, it was just stuff everywhere. And I'm like, this is complete madness. It's complete madness. So I had to completely change my workflow and get rid of so many things that were taking up so much real estate. So it's just, and I've said this before, in my basement, there are a couple of large boxes and they are full of empty containers because part of making sure that you've got a workflow that makes sense means that you have to get rid of containers that are not doing their job. How many of us have brought those spinners, those spinning containers that you put pins in, or you have a cylindrical container just for markers? Um, you have a uh, plastic tub that has handles on either side. I mean, everybody has those. But if you've got multiple containers and they are doing the same thing, I had nibs. I've got a, a TikTok where I indicate where I bought a large container for my nibs. I have my nibs in multiple locations. And it's just kind of like, well, if they're in multiple locations, are they really doing their job? You know, I would always like to replace multiple containers with one container that's going to do a better job and it's going to take up less real estate. So just think about that. The inkwells. Let's move on to the inkwells. Inkwells for a calligrapher 
or a letterer, they can really mount up. Now, I had multiples. I probably had maybe over 100, maybe over 100 inkwells. I know that sounds crazy. Let me show you one just in case you need to see. So inkwell is basically what you sit ink in. And I know it sounds crazy, but because you are doing this work consistently and you're constantly testing out new inks, you will accumulate a lot. So I literally had a big tub full of inkwells that were full of ink. They were nasty because I wasn't cleaning them out as soon as I finished using them. They just mounted up, but they were good. They were good inkwells. Why should I throw these out? So that turned into a huge job, just cleaning those up. Um, so I tackled mine with a mix of Dawn, green alcohol, and boiling water. So I cleaned them thoroughly. I mean, and it was a revelation just seeing how much space I reclaimed just by organizing and cleaning what I already had. It was just time to reclaim those jars, period. So... The process of decluttering these or cleaning these inkwells, it really went to my calligraphy shelf itself. So, you know, I introduced drawer organizers. I was influenced by those drawer organizers that were on here on TikTok. And uh, instead of putting them in a drawer, I actually put them along my calligraphy shelf just to organize the inks better, just to organize the inkwells better. I'm it was just mind-blowing how much better I felt about the materials that I had to be able to organize them that way. So don't have to get the drawer organizers for drawers. They can also be put on a shelf, a shelf that usually has stuff everywhere. Then I want to talk about confronting the hoarding tendencies in art because there is a tendency. What happens is, you know, you're learning so much as an artist, as a calligrapher. You're taking classes. You may be connected with an organization that has other calligraphers in the organization. You see the things that they do. You talk about things that you can try, styles that you can try, techniques. And so what happens is you go in these art stores or you go in these, uh, like my calligraphy guild, the Chicago Calligraphy Collective, you know, we have spring meetings. We have uh, what is called a calligraphy market. You go in People put a lot of supplies out there that they're no longer using, but are very good. Um, between that type of shopping and between the shopping and the normal art store, there is this aspirational thing that takes you over, really. And most other artists and calligraphers go through this because I've asked them. There are just supplies and you just buy them and it's like you really believe that you're going to use them. But in a lot of cases, you're not. You're just not. You're not going to incorporate a new technique. You're not really going to practice that thing you said you were going to practice. So what happens is you just end up hoarding so many supplies. I had a, I took a a sign painting class with the great Mike Meyer. He's a sign painter based in Iowa. Came to Chicago and uh, he set up at Right Way Signs up north here. And uh, I took the class. I was so hyped. I was so excited. I was finally, you know, I had my brush. I was painting or whatever. I went out and before I left the class, he had things for sale. So I bought some special brushes that he had, you know, brushes that would accept enamel paint, brushes that would accept acrylic paint, 
a water-based paint. Um, I bought a toolbox, uh, a wooden toolbox that I was going to paint because a lot of paint sign painters, they paint their own, they paint their own uh, kits or their own, uh, their own holders or whatever. And uh, I bought more brushes. I bought all this enamel paint. I got paper and I have done nothing. This class was, when was this class? February of, I want to say 21. It was February of 21. That's right. Because he wanted to do it during the 20, but the COVID. So yeah, February of 21. So now we are in the third year since that class. I really want to be a mural uh, painter. I want to I want to paint murals. I want to be a muralist. So that was part of the reason that I took it, just so I could kind of increase my knowledge and my institutional knowledge about paint, handling brushes and things like that. But that is a perfect example. I was so aspirational at the time that I purchased these materials, but nothing happened with them. I have to make sure that they haven't expired because I really do want to revive my YouTube. And so I wanted to do some painting videos as well, but it's just, it's just easy to, to do this. This is the reason why I shared that story. I just want to show you how I was in it. I was in the class. I had invested in the class. Class wasn't cheap. The materials weren't cheap. I mean, I was ready, but then life happens. And I have to say, after COVID, things have just changed in terms of time, in terms of my concept of time. I just feel like all of these days, all of these weeks, they're just fusing together. I never felt that way before 20, before COVID hit. I, I don't know. It's something about that in terms of my mental health. You just kind of dive into your world. And the things that I really want to do, they're like chasing a piece of paper down a windy uh, down the street on a windy day here in Chicago. You never catch that piece of paper. That's how some of these things feel to me. So, okay, let me go back to my paper. I hope I haven't said everything that I've already written, but you know, I've taken to sorting, donating, and sometimes selling excess supplies to ensure that they find a good home. Once I find a calligrapher, somebody who wants to do lettering or something like that, and they're in my wheelhouse, I give them so much stuff because I'm like, oh my God, you know what? Go, go, my child. Please use these materials that I'm giving you. Please practice. I want you to have this stuff. You know, I hate stingy calligraphers. I hate people that are just hoarding. I'm like, you're not going to use all this stuff. So um, sketch pads, paper, and the like have also fallen under my scrutiny. Now, owning more of these materials don't boost your creativity. That's another lie. You think if you buy that new sketch pad that that's going to make you creative. That's not going to make you creative, okay? It's not going to make you creative. Now, the only thing that's going to make you creative is using these sketch pads. It is an indictment against creative people, calligraphers, whoever you are, that have 20, 25 blank sketchbooks. Your only job is to fill those sketchbooks. I am on punishment. I can't buy another sketchbook. The only thing that I buy like that, I'll buy it for my patrons. I've got a Patreon and I send it to them because they're, they're excited. They're new. They're actually probably going to use this stuff. But as far as I'm concerned, no, 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 no. I can't buy any more of that stuff because I've got plenty of stuff to be creative on. I just need to ding, 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 be creative.
you know, it's about fostering creativity through action, not accumulation. You don't need another supply. Hear me, beloved. You likely have everything you need to be successful. You just need to sit down and do it. Okay, finally. Now, the impact of a clean studio, a decluttered studio, the impact on your productivity and your mindset is, I, I can't even, I, I can't even articulate it. The deep cleaning of my studio wasn't just about the physical space. It was a mental reset. Okay, now I've reorganized my tools. I've made everything that I need readily accessible to me. It's at my fingertips. I can grab it. This transformation has renewed my enthusiasm for calligraphy and cleared my mind for creative endeavors. I am ready. I am ready to work. I am ready to dedicate myself to practice. I can't just keep shuffling from commission to commission, from client project to client project and everything in between is just eh, you know what i mean like you there has to be passion there has to be passion to actually dedicate yourself to this craft and it can't just be reserved for people who are just discovering the craft people have been doing it forever february marks my 17th year of being a calligrapher where's the passion Got to get that back. And cleaning my studio really helped me regain some of that territory. So to those that are feeling overwhelmed by their workspace, consider this a call to action. A decluttered studio can lead to a clearer mind and heightened creativity. I am a witness. Okay. To embark on this journey, I'd love to hear about it. Okay, so connect with me on Instagram or TikTok and share your story and let me know what changed after you really. And I'm not talking about shuffling junk from one corner of the studio to, to another. I'm talking about really confronting some of these things that you have not done anything with for years, years, or if you're newer months. But I want you to confront these things that are not serving you. Okay. You are going to be able to see progress in your, your work towards becoming whatever you're trying to become, whether you're trying to become a better artist, a better calligrapher, a better hand letterer, whatever you're doing. But this junk has got to go. This junk is stopping a lot of us from what we need to do for tuning in. I am so glad that I did this. I am finally getting this done. Um, I am a newer TikToker. I've only been on here for a year. I got about a thousand followers. I would love for you guys to join me. Thank you for joining me here. So hit that follow button. Let me know if there's anything that you're looking to see me generate content on. My purpose is to help you grow and help you become a better calligrapher. And I've got the resources for you to consume in order to do it both free and paid okay so but as far as my podcasting audience those of you guys in your cars those of you guys that are subscribed to me through apple and spotify i am so glad i'm so sad that i was gone for so long but i'm glad that i'm back i'm glad i'm back in your cars or wherever it is that you're consuming this podcast and your feedback and ideas for future episodes are always welcome so email me at calligraphy unscripted 
qa at gmail.com. Again, it's calligraphy unscripted qa at gmail.com. If I knew better, I would have put that in this little green screen thing so you could see the, the uh, email. But yeah, this was successful for me. I think that what I want to do is I want to schedule this out, like be like, okay, I'm live on Fridays, whatever. But I had to get my feet wet. So this was unannounced. So thank you guys for all hopping on here. And thank you for the likes. I appreciate it. But uh, yeah, make sure you drop a note in the show notes, send me an email or hit me up on TikTok or Instagram in the DMs. Happy New Year. And here is to a productive and creative 2024. I'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I appreciate you listening. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Check out some of my problem solving content in the show notes and I'd love to connect with you on socials. I can be found on Patreon, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube under Calligraphy by CT. Until next time.